Hello and welcome to the Landed Podcast. I'm John Montgomery, co-founder of Landed, a travel company specializing in tailor-made journeys throughout Latin America and the Antarctic. At Landed, we're devoted to exploring these regions, searching out exceptional experiences and locations for our clients. The Landed Podcast profiles some of our favorite places and brings you conversations with friends we've made along the way, explorers, artists, and visionaries. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. For Marcelo Toledo, metal is a medium of communication. Having mastered the crafts of traditional Argentine silversmithing, he stretched beyond the conventional and deep into the realm of the abstract and the emotional. Born and raised in the suburb of Escobar, northwest of Buenos Aires, Marcelo began crafting metal at the age of 14 as a way to keep out of trouble. Soon he began selling pieces in Caminito, La Boca's epicenter of tourist kitsch. Quickly, he's become a national treasure. In his early 30s, he was creating objects for popes, presidents, and celebrities. Marcelo spoke to us from his showroom in the historic Buenos Aires neighborhood of San Telmo. We attempted to discuss art, craft, beauty, and what we love about Argentina. Marcelo Toledo, it's an honor to have you on the program. Thank you for joining you. our podcast. No, it's my pleasure. Marcelo, you're in your studio today, so there might be a little bit of uh, echo, but you're in your studio in a historic home right across the yeah. street, I think, from Plaza Dorego in... Exactly. In San Telmo, Buenos Aires. Yeah? Yes, it's, it's in... Just in front of the quarter, you know, San Telmo is one of the most traditional and historical area in, in Buenos Aires. It's uh, a lot of fun to visit, especially on a Sunday when the market is happening at the plaza. But anytime yeah. you go, they have all kinds of antique markets, street performers, and really good food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And tango shows. You know, when I began many years ago, uh, I worked a lot with uh, companies, uh, with business give, and all the corporate in general. And I decided that uh, I needed to open, a, you know, an international uh, international market and. I was talking with several people and in general, everybody said, you have to open a store or a gallery in San Telmo because it's the, you know, San Telmo is an historical area. Everybody, all the tourists that visit Buenos Aires goes to San Telmo. That's the reason. Well, it's, that was the reason. And how many years ago? Oof, 20. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's 2000 and yeah, 2001, Great. 21. You've been in this business. You're not that old. You're in your early 40s, if I'm not wrong. And you started working in metal at age 14. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I began when I was eight years old. Uh, I worked with my grandfather. Uh, he paid me just a few, you know, 
pocket money and with this money I, I bought uh, a tool and I began to to work you know with the simple things uh, but at 14 years old I began to take classes with another silversmith that's true and what attracted to you to the work That's a very <laughs> complicated uh, question. You know, I always felt uh, that metal is my way to communicate with, with people, you know, with you, with my client, with people in general. And I, I think that this was the reason that I began to take a class, taking classes when I was 14 years old. Now I can say that. Uh, for, you can imagine, 14 years old, I was a, like a kid, a, a teenager. Uh, but I, I remember that I, that I had a, a strong energy with craft in general, with, with art in general. And I was talking with another artist and everybody said, you have to take classes with this guy. This guy is a very good guy. And, and I began, you know, in, in, in that moment when I was 14 years old. Is this guy, I, is, this, is this person who taught you, is this someone who's still active and creating? In this moment? In this no, moment? no, no. No, when I was 14 years old, 30 years ago, uh, this guy have 78, I wow. think. So you learn from an, an older master. Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly. And was that, you're from Escobar province of Buenos Aires, is that right? Yes. Out near, yes. maybe near Temaiken or somewhere close to that. Uh, Escobar is almost 45 kilometer kilometer from the capital, you uh -huh. know, from Buenos Aires. It's about 40 minutes by car. Uh, it's a small city. It's not a town. It's a small city, but completely different with the, you know, with, with, the, with Buenos Aires, you know, more forest, uh, quiet, family, you know, completely different. It's a little surprising how when you leave Buenos Aires, if you're going out to the Pampas or to the Tigre, within an hour, you're in countryside, just pure yes, countryside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's similar than Tigre. We have a big river in Escobar. It's the same river, Paraná, called, that called Paraná, the river. And it's the same river that you can see in, in, in Tigre, mm. Tiger. The Tiger River, named after, exactly. I think after small not not jaguars but jaguarundis or something that were on the islands in that in that region not too yeah. far when the spanish arrived so you studied though you you probably worked in metal through secondary school through high school yes exactly but you studied psychology in college is that correct wow. you searched all my life oh my gosh <laughs> uh, uh, yes uh you know i uh i i have a very traditional family uh in my family 
everybody knows that when you finish high school, you have to go to the university. Yeah. Uh, and and really, I love that job. I, I, I love metal. But my, my parents said, okay, you can continue taking classes, but you have to, you know, to study another career, you know, I don't know, doctor, lawyer. And I decided uh, to study psychologist. But just, you know, that, that dream uh, was just one year because I decided that my, my, my real life and my real dreams uh, is the meta, was the meta in this. Yeah, did, this. You, did you quit college to work on your dream? Yeah, yeah that, that's, you know, that is fantastic because when, I, when, you, when you see exactly or, or when you see very clear your, you know, your way, you have to work it and that's it. You have to work for that and that's it. Yeah. Marcelo, the work that I've seen of yours uh, in books and in catalogs and in a couple of private collections and in galleries in Buenos Aires, a lot of it is, is classic Baroque and colonial era traditions with an avant-garde twist, but you also do some sculpture. And now you're doing, uh, I think, metalwork that's almost like portraiture. Yes, you know, because if I have to explain my, you know, my work, my, my work or my shop, uh, I was working in, in silver, uh, like a silversmith during the last 30 years. But during the last eight, seven years, I began to design pieces more contemporary, you know, sculptures, a big uh, piece of art. Uh, now, if you ask me about my work today, I have to say that, that I, I am not a silversmith. I am an artist. You're an you artist. Know, because you are open. Uh, I can design a ring. For example, I design all the jewelry for the, the musical Evita in, in Broadway, in Broadway for Ricky Martin. Uh, I can make a big piece for your for your home. I I can make a pair of candlesticks. You know, I work in metal in general. That that's my shop. That's your medium, but you take it further than what I'm used to seeing: mates, wine tasters, candelabras trophies, exactly. uh, you know, knives, gaucho knives. Um, I've seen you do masks and um, representations of, of elements such as fire, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's the new piece. It's more contemporary, that's true. But, you know, the technique are the same. If you work in a very small piece or a a big piece is exactly the same techniques. The difference, of course, the sizes. There's a piece you have now. It's, I think it's in your gallery still. It's, I don't know if it's silver or alpaca, but it's like a nest, but it's also yes. like a sunburst. 
and it's on the wall. Yes. And I love this piece. Yes. Eyes. <laughs> because okay, I, I, I find two exactly the same. And when you saw, when, when I see the, yeah, when I saw the pic the, the, the first time, I said, oh, look at that eyes. And I put eyes. I love it. So you've moved beyond what I would call craftsmanship, right? Executing yeah. well something that you've conceived into what you're saying. It's, it's art. What, Marcella, what is art? Yeah. From an artist, what wow. is art? Wow. That's your second complicated question. <laughs> uh, what is art? I think I, I can say what is art for me, you know, because uh, art is a is a is a big word, but for me, art is the way to yeah to to communicate with another people, to talk what I am feeling, you know, is is the way to express uh, what I'm thinking. I yeah, think. it's it's so it's a a form of meaning or significance or exactly. communication exactly but um you know communication can be something we want to observe and be part of or it can be something we want nothing to do with yours has you know beauty to it it has balance and and uh, well but you know proportion that's maybe. maybe you know but i'm not i'm not uh, agree with you with that because maybe uh, when you talk about craft uh, is different when you talk about art you know in general craft when, when I design a piece of silver you know uh, I try that the piece has uh, harmony uh, very shine, you know, all the technique exactly. But when I when I work with when I am working in a piece of art, all my focus is in the concept of the piece. Mm. You know, knowing the beauty, just in the concept. That's for me the difference between art and craft. You know, a silver piece or a, a piece of art. Is, does art need to be beautiful? Does it need to no. evoke some feeling? Well, that's true. Evoke uh, some feeling, yes. But maybe it's not beautiful. I can send you, you know, a lot of pieces that, you know, the idea is the concept of the piece. Uh -huh. And then we, when you see the piece, you say, oh, uh, I don't lie because I... I feel bad, I feel uh, uh, some negative impression, and that's my idea, you know, with that piece. You've been very active in Argentina's response to the COVID crisis. Um, yeah. In fact, as I understand it, you were one of the first people in Argentina to contract COVID, and you spent some time mm -hmm. in the hospital. I was in New York uh, in March, 2020 uh, and when i returned to buenos aires when i back here i began to feel sad and uncomfortable uh, and i was a day in a hospital uh, for me it was 
you know, was so hard, so difficult. Was my first time in a hospital. Uh, and yeah, it was, a, you know, was very, very sad. Uh, and a few days later, the government of Buenos Aires called me for to design sign piece or sign piece of art about COVID. Uh, and I designed that mask uh, with the Argentinian color flag. But it was a very, very sad period of time for me and for people in general, you know, be, because it was in the beginning. Now everybody knows about, you know, COVID and, and all the protocol, but in, in, the, in, the, in the beginning was a little sad. You were trying to educate. Yeah. Are you still working on this idea of the museum of the after? Yes, yes. And so I this have, is... I, Go ahead. I have a big proposal in this moment uh, for a, a, a Congress around the world that, you know, the, 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 the Congress will be in Buenos Aires, uh, I think in September or October, I can't remember. And the idea is to prepare that big exhibition about with all the pandemic waste, you know, the, the trash of the pandemic. All the waste, uh, syringes the and waste. masks and gloves. and Exactly. Okay, so it's going to be a worldwide exhibition or only in Buenos Aires? No, only in Buenos Aires. Okay. That's the, that's the idea. Okay. Because it's a big exhibition. You know, it's, it's a C, C40, it's a congress about all the city in the world. It's in October. Okay. The name is C40. I hope to come see it. So beyond the pandemic, a lot of your work references your life. I've, I've seen a quote from you on your website that says, these objects are my memories, my experiences, my feelings, because the work is truly genuine when it most resembles its author. But your work is very diverse. Some is playful, and some is raw and intense. So how do you recognize when something represents the personal? Uh, I think that you have to make a difference uh, between uh, the silversmith and the artist. In general, when I decide to, to express some problem in my, in my life or some feeling, feeling in my life, I try to do this with my piece of art. And when I am very happy, uh, in general, I put all my energy in my silver pieces. That's the, the difference between, you know, my life. So when you're happy, you're making silver. When you're... Yeah, because it's shine, you know. If, if you think about it, silver is shine, it's a precious metal. And, you know, the piece of art in general are very, yeah, more intense or, or raw. That's yeah. true. Do you prefer one metal over another? Because I know you work in bronze mm -hmm. and 
Yeah. No, uh, no. I like silver, you know, but just for small pieces, you know, for a candlestick or for a vase. But for big, for big pieces, like a piece of art, I need another kind of metal because Not silver so is very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which works do you feel the closest to now? What's, uh, what's gathering your attention or, or keeping your attention now? Uh, well, I have three or four, you know, exhibition, almost ready. No, completely ready, but almost ready. Uh, and you create moment, all your own pieces, right? You don't have a yes, team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I work with assistances, of course, but all my pieces are made by me. Uh, in this moment, I, I am working a lot uh, in a, you know, in a new project about weaving. Is that correct? Weaving is the correct yeah, weaving. work. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, and I, and I, I am working with a civilization that's called Paracas. Yeah, in Peru. In Peru, exactly. And I, you know, make a comparison of our time and that time. And I, I am use, using uh, copper for that kind of pieces. So the copper, Paracas culture yes. is famous for its colorful tapestries. Exactly. Um, and the tejeduria, right? The, the weaving. Are you yes. recreating some Paracas-like No, I, I'm, just, I'm just took the, the main, I don't know in English, you know, the main technique of the weaving. Yeah, okay. But know the, know the images, know the, the, for example, the tapestry. I just took that uh, technique and I used that, te that technique in my pieces. Okay, so it's like an inspiration in form e and technique. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, you have another project now, uh, an exhibition about the power of myth? Uh, well, that's my, my, one of my last exhibition, uh, -huh. uh is the, the, the exhibition called the construction of the myth. Construction of the myth. Yeah. And I use very controversial, you know, people, uh, like Che Guevara, for example, or Eva Perón. You could put uh, Christina on the list. <laughs> that's you said that controversial because, yeah because you live in another country <laughs> come over anytime yeah Evita Peron so she's been called a muse for you you've done a lot of her jewelry sort of re reproductions of her jewelry and you worked with Madonna and with you know Ricky exactly. Martin and these. is she does she have special significance for you uh, as a figure, as an influence, as a... Yeah, yeah, like a influence, you know, because Eva Perón was uh, a very famous politician in Argentina, 
and I decided to, you know, to take some of the iconic jewelry, iconic pieces, iconic uh, uh, phrases, and with all of these iconic things, I create uh, an exhibition about uh, Evita. You know, you said Eva Perón, but in Argentina, everybody said Evita. Evita. Yeah. Do you've created works for, I mean, American presidents, entertainers, popes, royalty. Is there someone or something that you've created in that line that you've really enjoyed working on? Well, in particular, uh, yeah, it depends. You know the the the, the celebrity. Uh, it depends. I was very i was very happy when robert de niro visited my gallery for example he was very sweet very kind very yeah it was a very nice uh was a very nice time if i if i have to choose you know one person <laughs> i said robert de niro <laughs> Is it hard to let go of something that you have created to oh, no. say goodbye to something you've sold? And no, 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 because it's people, you know, like you, like me, with they will enjoy with, it with another account. But uh, it's just people. And know. and so, how do you put a price on what you do? This is part of you. This is. Uh, your, yeah. your soul uh, out on the wall or on the table. How, how do you put a price on that? Another very complicated question. Uh, uh, you know, price for me is a combination of how many hours yeah. that I have to spend, you know, in a piece. The materials. Uh, in general, is how many hours materials and and process you know because sometimes for to do the the piece i don't know you have to spend one week but the process maybe the process was two years you know thinking searching uh making a prototype uh and then you can you can do the the piece do you still enjoy working in traditional forms? Is it is it depending on your mood? Uh, I prefer more contemporary uh, style or or pieces because I I feel more more close, you know, closer with this kind of you know uh, style or aesthetic. So on the contemporary pieces, how do you know when a work is finished, when it's complete? When I feel that all my feelings are in the piece, mm. you know, because contemporary is very, you know, weird because you can make just a, you know, a white wall and you say it's finished. Uh, but yes, when I, when I feel that all my feeling is inside, 
uh, inside a piece of art. Is there a time of day when you are the most creative? No. <laughs> I work every day. I work all the time. Uh, yeah, but you're porteño. You're out until three in the morning. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you can, you can see a movie, and the movie is your next inspiration, for example. Uh -huh. Because artists in general, we, we have, I don't know, but more open or more receptive. We have our reception more open, and you are all the time looking around. Uh, are you collecting ideas as you go through your day? Exactly. Yeah. I have a lot of, you know, uh, agendas, and I write a phrase, I put a name, I make a, a draw, and all of. All of this is part of my inspiration. I have a routine, yeah. What's but it? no for my creating day. You know, I I have a gallery, I have a workshop, uh, I have to visit both. In general, I I am working in my workshop, but I have to talk with clients sometimes, or I have to see new collections or new exhibitions. In general, I, I work seven or nine hours a day uh, in my workshop. That's my routine. Do you listen to music when you work? Uh, no, no. Because it's, you know, the workshop is in general is noisy. Yeah. And with, you know, with music is more noisy. Uh, do you ever get into a slump? where nothing is coming or you get in a rut where you're doing the same thing over again? I never, I never uh, feel that sensation. Uh, in general, one piece is the beginning of the next piece and that next piece is, is the beginning of a big exhibition or a big collection. Uh, I really, I never feel that sensation. Do you often you know, like a white, a white hole or a black hole, you know, it's no. A white hole or a black hole. It's depend for you. <laughs> Tell me what you I mean. Don't... You know, you, we said la mente en blanco, you know, a white mind. mind. I don't know if the same meaning in English. But I think based on your production, that that doesn't happen no. very much to you. You're pretty... Unfortunately, no. <laughs> in terms of meaning and connection, what is the most valuable artwork that you've created? Well, a few years ago, I, I created uh, an exhibition for United Nations that called Behind the Wall. It's uh, an exhibition about gender violence. Uh, that, you know, that exhibition was, and still, 
uh, very hard for me, very hard, because I work with, you know, with big teams, yeah. uh, with, you know, all, all the, situ the situation was very sad. Uh, if I have to choose, I said that, you know, behind the wall. Thank you. Well, Marcelo, it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about where you live. Buenos Aires, one of my favorite places. Wow. Where are your favorite places in the city? If someone were coming to visit you who had never been before, where would you want to take them so they would understand the, well, the soul of the city? I, I love very much Palermo. I live in Palermo area. Uh, I live in... Palermo Soho, because Palermo has uh -huh. Palermo Hollywood, Palermo Soho, New Palermo, Palermo Sensitive. I live in Palermo Soho, and I feel very, very comfortable because it's very trendy. I have a lot of restaurants, museums, uh, shopping. I think that is the most trendy area for me. Yeah, that's where I usually stay uh, these days. For tourists. Is different. I can say San Telmo, uh, La Boca, Recoleta. Are there any? Uh, what is your favorite? What's my favorite? Place? I love Palermo Soho uh, or Palermo oh, really? Hollywood. I love uh, San Telmo also because uh, the restaurants are so good. Puerto Madero yeah. doesn't do that much for me. Uh, I, you look, there's some good museums there, but beyond that, I like. You know, I can find something like that in other cities. To go in San Telmo, that is, I, you are in Buenos Aires, there is no question. And then I just love exactly. the creativity. Whenever I go to Palermo Soho, there are new shops, new boutiques, designers. new designers. My, my wife's favorite designers are there. I have friends who have hotels there. So it's like, uh, you know, put me on Costa Rica and I'm super happy I can okay. walk up and down that whole street and be, be uh, reminded of well, good I times with friends Costa, or things I want to see. Costa Rica Street. Yeah. I live on Costa Rica Street. <laughs> see? Now I got one more reason. Yeah. I have one more reason. Are there any, yeah. you know, yeah. people have a misunderstandings or we say misconceptions about Argentina. Is there anything you would want to correct? Uh, I think no. Uh, if I, you know, if I, if I have to describe Buenos Aires, no Argentina, in general, Buenos Aires, uh, I have the same sensation that the tourists. Uh, it's a very cosmopolitan, cos yes, com cosmopolitan, city uh very trendy but very european uh that's the 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 first impression uh in all the tourists argentina in general is very big because you have i don't know the fall the patagonia the mendoza you know the wine like like napa valley where our napa valley uh but in buenos aires I think that it's a very European city and, and very modern. It's amazing that a country can go from 
the tropics in Iguazu and Misiones, yeah. all the way down to yeah. the sub-Antarctic. Ushuaia. Have you been in Ushuaia? Oh, yeah. In fact, oh. one time, Aerolinius took me to Ushuaia on accident. I was supposed to go oh. to Cordoba, and they took us all the way to Ushuaia, but that's Aerolinius. Completely different. I mean, yeah. We, we go to Antarctica, and so we spend time and in Ushuaia, and I, I love seeing Mount Olivia and going to Tierra del Fuego National Park. And it's just so special there because the feeling is that you really are at the end of the world. Yeah, that's true. And it's that's so wild. It, it has a feeling or look about it almost like cities like Anchorage or some of the places in Scandinavia where it's so vertical and so wild and pure, and the wildlife is everywhere, and you're just on an outpost. No matter what we build yeah. there, we're visitors, because okay. the nature is, is in control. Yeah, that's true. Well, can people visit your workshop and watch you work? I would like. Are yes. You, is there always. is there a chance to go and and enter the workshop and watch the process and talk? Ah, with the you? workshop. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I I have different experiences in in my beginning. I designed like an experience that called silver experience. Now I am working in all kind of metal. Uh, yes, you can write. You can send me an email and. My, my workshop is open. Excellent. Don't work that. Well, I know we've arranged experiences for clients, and I think you and I need to spend some time having some fun the next time I come to town. I would like. I want to thank you, and I invite, of course, I invite you to come ski or come see our national parks. But okay. Marcelo, thank you for this time. I know you're a very, no, very so... busy guy. You've got popes and movie stars waiting in the other line. So <laughs> and you. <laughs> and, you. <laughs> and then there's me. Thank you for your time also. All right. Ciao. Ciao, John. If you'd like to know more about custom travel in Latin America and the Antarctic, reach out to us at landedtravel.com. Since 2006, Landed Success has been built on word-of-mouth referrals. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to rate the podcast or share it with a friend. Thank you for listening.